Welcome to season four of Exploring the Prophetic. We are on a journey of spiritual curiosity to see how God's voice can impact us and the world around us. I interview guests from every walk of life and background about how their relationship with God and hearing His voice has given them different opportunities and breakthrough experiences. This season, I'm also asking every guest how they got through a time when they thought they had heard from God or they received a prophetic word from someone else that didn't happen and how God helped them to resolve that. Come join our conversation on Exploring the Prophetic, starting now. Welcome to Exploring the Prophetic. This is one of the favorite things I get to do is have conversations with everyday people from all walks of life and hear how they've heard from God and how hearing from God has changed their opportunity in life, their relationship to their family, their relationship to their own self. It's so profound. When I start teaching on hearing God's voice, I knew that I, I didn't want to just give theology. I didn't want to just give teaching, but I wanted to bring together the power of story so that you could see it in a mom or a dad or a business person or a humanitarian or an artist or a creative person. And we've now curated hundreds of episodes of this show where you can see how the prophetic works in all walks of life. Well, today I have an exciting guest because I have Erin Harrigan. And I just want to read her bio a little bit to you guys. She speaks, coaches, and writes on the power of trading and self-reliance for surrender to make God your business partner. As a recovering driver and striver, she teaches ambitious Christian women how to redefine hustle and pursue success God's way. This is so cool to experience freedom from um, being overwhelmed, overachieving, and underfulfillment. She is the author of Pursuing Success God's Way, a practical guide to hustle with the heart, and the host of the Hustle with Heart podcast. And I'm, I love that we get to talk to her because she's gone through quite her own journey of having to come out of a whole mindset, a whole way of operating. And we get to hear about that today. And some of you, when you hear these episodes, I want to encourage you to really find yourself in people's stories and pray and talk to God about that. Talk to God about who you are, because God is speaking to everybody. We are all hearing from God if we'll just listen, if we'll just do listening prayer, if we'll just include God in a real way in our life, he will talk to you. And I've given you now, like I said, hundreds of ways to see how he's talking, what it can look like in a practical life. And we have another story just like that today. Make sure to subscribe, get the notifications of when our new episodes come out every week and come on the journey with us for Exploring the Prophetic. Here is our guest. Hey, my fellow explorers. We have a brand new book out. And if you've ever been given a word that you're a Joseph, an Esther, a Solomon, or a Daniel, you need to learn how to hear God the way that they did. You need to have that place inside of you that connects to God, that can believe for his solutions on the world today and for his problem-solving ability, his wisdom, his strategy. And so we've written this book called Wired to Hear, and it's connecting God's voice to your career and place of influence. You are gonna love this book. I wanna encourage you to get it today. My friend Bob Hassan, who does Exploring the Marketplace with me and myself, wrote this to take you on a journey of how to succeed in your place of career with God's voice and with connection to Him. Visit Bowles Ministries today and look up Wired to Hear or go to any bookstore you know and you should be able to find Wired to Hear. But get it, review it, and share it with someone else. Hello, my exploring friends. Today I have Aaron Harrigan on. I'm so excited to talk to you, Aaron, because you have been in this place of empowering people, especially women, to have God's hustle for who they are. And I, I think that's really interesting, your podcast, your book. And we're going to talk about that later. But I want to get into the story of how you got into being someone who coaches, someone who like helps people along in their journey. And I want to hear some of your journey story. So welcome to the show, first of all. <laughs> well, thank you for having me. It's such an honor to be here. Oh, it's my honor for sure, and especially our audience's honor. So kind of take us backwards. How did your journey with God in this area start? 
So I'm going to take us way back. I was the oldest of four to a single mom. We were in and out of poverty growing up. My mom worked really, really hard to care for her four children. So this was implanted in me, this, this killer work ethic that that things would be hard and that I knew growing up that I was fighting for attention. So I became what mm. I call a driver striver and achievement chaser very early on in my life. And I knew that to change my future, really to change my legacy, that I was going to need to go to school and get a degree and get a job and work hard. And I needed to make as much money as possible because I didn't I didn't have a lot of money growing up. Wow. So it was just in you. It just, it was in me. And I, I wouldn't say that it was, you know, I, I wouldn't blame my mom for any of that or blame my dad, you know, for, for leaving when I was 10, but it was ingrained in me because of the way we grew up, that that's what it took to get done. And so that's what I did. I went to school and graduated from the university of Maryland, go Terps and (laughs) immediately propped my ladder against a corporate building. And I followed a corporate pathway for 23 out of my, well, 25 years, really, um, progressively advancing, progressively new promotion, new in, income levels, et cetera. And through that time, got married, started a family, and found myself about nah, 12 years ago, um, really hitting this wall because we had mm. two young kids. They were 10 and 13, and I was traveling about 70% of the time. So I had all the bells and whistles of what success looked like but I didn't have time. So I immediately was looking and was introduced to a network marketing opportunity that I thought would be my savior, which plays very much into where I am today in in helping ambitious women learn to pursue success God's way. So started building that business, took that tenacity and that killer work ethic and that drive and strive and put it into that business and had success very quickly. And then Four years into that business, I hit a wall. I had great success, but I was feeling very unfulfilled. In that four years, I was let go from my corporate job. So this big salary that I had went away and my business had not replaced that salary yet. And we were making some, as Dave Ramsey would say, stupid financial decisions. And I hit this wall and I reached out to a mentor. And in fact, in my book, I call her my the velvet hammer. Because she is this incredible woman of God. I mean, she loves Jesus and her mission is bringing women to Christ. But she delivers her message with the the grace and the beauty of, um, of Audrey Hepburn, but the hammer of, you know, like you can't handle the truth kind of like thing. Thor. So exactly <laughs> like Thor. So in this conversation, she, she said two things to me. First, she said, you are very responsible and all of your life you've been responsible, which made sense, right? Because I was the oldest of four. I was yeah. taking care of my siblings. Yeah. I was trying to help my mom. And she said, and that means that you're very self-reliant and you think you need to do all of this yourself. And the second thing she said to me was, I think you don't know who you are or whose you are. And she followed that with, do you have a relationship with Jesus? And at that time, my relationship with Jesus, I could describe as this mashup of the universe, the law of attraction, and like this guy named Jesus. So I thought I knew Jesus, but in the circles that I was in, it was a lot of universe talk. Sure. And so I said, well, of course I do. And she said, 
think that kind of tells me that you don't. And so we salvation <laughs> that day, October 4th, 2014, wow. gave to Christ. And that began to unfold for me that the Lord had other plans for me as a businesswoman and that I had not only made my business, my work, my priority, I had not only idolized it, but I had actually made it my savior because yeah. I thought that would save us. It would save us financially. It would save me and giving me more time with my family, et cetera, et cetera. And so that, that long That's story- so common though. I just have to say that just stop. I mean, like how many people are coming out of a place where like, I will not re recreate that. This can get me out. Yes. yes. It's kind yes. of the American dream in a way. And well, so it's it so common. It, it, it's so common. And it is that American dream to the point that it sort of pushes you to a place where you you do take control and you are self-reliant and and you mm -hmm. buy into the world's roar i like to call it of you know be more and do more and have yeah. more and if it is to be it's up to me and mom boss and boss babe and so it took from the time i gave my life to jesus in 2014 it took a good four years and it's still taking time right because i'm a work in progress but the lord began to just prune and peel back and wow. mold and it is said that he will move mountains to show you his will. And he began to do that. So no matter how much work I was doing in my business, it was not progressing. It was not moving wow. forward. And it's the popular saying that, oh, there must be a crack in your belief or you're not doing enough. You just need to do more. But this was the Lord working on me. Yeah, it's kind of like a wilderness in a way. It, it, it really, it, it really, if I look back at it, that's absolutely what it felt like. And at the same time, he began to, lead me to conversations with other women who were feeling the same way. Mm. And he, he dropped this, this idea, in, excuse me, in me that I was going to help other ambitious women know how he was working with me and show them the same. And it really came down to what he said was this idea of hustle with heart. Because see, as ambitious women, like we're kind of adrenalized by the hustle. Yeah. The issue is not the hustle itself. The issue is how we define it. And his, his words for me about what it meant to hustle with heart was that entrepreneurs who truly wish to follow Jesus need to align their results, their work, their identity, need to abide in the vine. They need to align their results to his truth. And so heart stands for helping entrepreneurs align results to God's truth. And so I know that's a little bit long, but it really goes back that far to no, where really he cool. brought I, me to. I want to actually br bring us there story-wise. Bring us like, tell where were you sitting when that happened? Like, where were you in life where he had to give you, because that's an incredible <laughs> acronym and it's an incredible moment in life. Yeah. And I know you're used to sharing the context of how you teach it, but like, tell us the story. Yeah. So after I gave my life to the Lord, I, I'm a checklist person. Yeah. And so... I had a follow-up conversation with the Velvet Hammer and I said, okay, I've done this. I've done this. I received the Bible that you sent me. I've been reading. What's next? And she said, no, 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 no. <laughs> Sanctification is not a checklist. <laughs> <laughs> and she said, you know, you're so used to moving fast. And so this idea of slowing down, being still and ceasing striving is very much out of your comfort zone. Wow. And so she said, you can hustle but yeah, but it's different now. And I, and then at the same time, I had a conversation with another woman um, in, in the business with me. And she said, 
I hear what she's saying to you because it's just that we come at it from this heart place. And so, so in that moment, in that conversation, she's in Australia, I'm in the United States. So we were on, I don't know, Skype or something. And I kind of sat back and it was like, I could feel the Holy Spirit say, this is what I want you to do. Wow. I want you to learn that you can be ambitious and I made you that way and that's okay. But like Paul on the road to Damascus, we need to shift this ambition. And I want you to learn how to do this my way. I want you to learn what so I good. say. I want you to learn how I define you and how I define success. And so that that shifting started to happen. And it was, it it very much was a physical like, whoa, I I could feel this sort of drop in my spirit. And suddenly, I don't, I'm this may sound crazy, but suddenly so many different things were illuminated. Now, when I opened up the word, different words, it, it was like they jumped off the page at I me. I love that. And and I just remember feeling speechless. I remember feeling lost. I remember trying to have a conversation about this with, with a leader in my business. And she said, oh, you, you got to not talk about God and Jesus so much because people aren't going to want to do business with you. And I was sort of like, <laughs> wait what? And, and it was like the Holy spirit was just holding onto my shoulder saying, it's okay. Just take another step forward. Just wow. take another step forward. That yeah. must've been such a different way. I mean, it was just a different programming in a way than what you were doing. It must've been, because I know that there's, you know, the rabbinical thought is that like when God created Adam and Eve in the garden, that the first thing he did was give him a job so they could worship him. So they could do something with him, not for yes. him, but with him. Right. And they'd understand and doing that job and hustling in that job that it, there would be a thriving and a connection to who they truly yes. are. And Christianity has lost some of that because we put our identity in what we do is who we are. What Amen. we do is how, what gives us value. Amen. And the rabbinical thought is what you do is actually something that helps you to experience his value. Mm. And so it's not it's not supposed to take away your value or give you more value. It just helps you experience more of what God wired you okay. for and made you for. Yeah. And I think yeah. like for you to come out of the wiring of like, this is going to save me and then come into this place of dependence. I'm sure it was a little clunky in the sense of like, Oh, the yeah. slow downs and the, his process is so different than ours. So kind of, can you talk to us about like, what, what did that process look like the next couple of years as far as, you know, listening to God and, and, and being in step with him? Did that, did it feel like it was slowing you down or did, was it a new stride? So it, um, it, it felt a little bit of both. It definitely felt like it was slowing me down because as I looked around, I, I felt this internal tug of war because what would happen is, I still feel that. <laughs> oh, and I still do too. I was having it the other that's day. Great, that's a great description. <laughs> um, it, it it truly was. It truly was like in the cartoons, the angel on one shoulder and the devil on the other. Totally. Um, and in my in my prayer, I would I would sense the Lord say, "I want you to call these people today." Wow. Okay. And I'd go do that, and then on this side, I'd say, "Oh, we but you only called three. Let's call five, mm. right?" And so every time it would be like, God would give me direction and I'd be obedient. And then I'd say, but hold on, Lord, I could take this three more steps. And I could, <laughs> it, it was like so many times I felt like he was going, if you would just like hand you his forehead, right? I'm laughing because I, I can relate, not because I'm laughing at you. Just so you know, <laughs> yeah. like our listeners need to know I'm such a workaholic and I've had oh my to gosh. get reprogrammed from God. So I love what you're saying. So like it's all, and, and I still to this day, because we won't be perfect on this side of heaven, right? Though I, I know when he's like, would you just, if you just would be obedient, like I've had totally. conversations with him even lately 
that I now can look back and see that I had those conversations back then, but I didn't understand them to the depth that I do now. Right. Because I didn't know the depth of his character then. And, and you're right, like walking this out and growing in that relationship with him. Now I can see that he was like, all right, you can go that way. It's not where I told you to go. Yeah. And then I'd turn around and come back and he would be like, my daughter, of course, I love you. What did we learn? You know, that's beautiful. <laughs> so it was very much that feeling. And it, and it still is. It still is that feeling. So let's kind of fast forward a little bit, because out of that season, you start to hit this place inside of you where you're like, you knew you were supposed to teach specifically other yeah. women about that hustle and bring them through this kind of same transition that you went through, which I think is a very, again, a very normal transition. Although you have your own story and it's a very normal transition for people who are ambitious. There's such a, there's so much imparted through even the way we do education in the Western world yes. of a wrong ladder to climb. Mm. And in God, what we learn is like, you're going to give me opportunities that my socioeconomic background couldn't earn me, my talents, my skills, my gifting, my relational network, you're going to put me in a place I wouldn't even chose to go, but it's going to be better than what I would have chosen. And there's that Christianity mentality of like, I'm actually surrendering all this so that I can do it your way. Mm. And then there's that natural mentality that says, but if you don't hustle this way, you may not get a good result in life. And I've had so many people, I I remember when I was going through wanting success in my early, maybe mid twenties, I have to hit some financial success here. And I remember some of the prophetic people or the intercessor type people who would be like, the Lord told me just to slow down and not do anything and he'll give it to me. And I was like, and they never changed. They never got it. They like, right. they're still probably in that prayer room and they, they're yeah. still living on $500 yeah. a month. And I'm like, I, just, I can't be that. I can't, yeah. I can't just go on pause. Like I have to, and, and I found God in it. Like I found how to walk that up, but like I needed, I had coaches. And so when, when you came to, through, you know, our list of potential guests, I was really excited because there's something about people getting released into the authority mm, of helping mm, to coach other people. Mm. So how did that start for you? How did that, because I know I've been, I've benefited so much by people like you. Sure. No, I so appreciate you saying that because I think that sometimes as Christian and as Christians and especially as Christian women, we, we think two things. One, well, God said rest, like Psalm 4610 tells me to rest. Right. But, but there is movement in the waiting. Right. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, and then two, well, but I'm just, he's going to, like, he's going to provide. Yes, sweetie, he is going to provide. But if you're not moving, like he can't put you, he's the GPS. If you're not moving, he can't put you in those spots. Um, And and he does, and it's not prosperity gospel, but I mean, he does intend for us to have success. He designed us for success, Um, again, by his definition. So for me, what that, what that began to look like is I would, I was having conversations with women and hearing very similar things and just sharing with them, you know, this is where I feel the Lord has taken me. This is how he defines success. Mm -hmm. This is how he directs my steps. And now let me show you how to take that definition in that direction and put it into discipline. What does it look like to put that into action? And through that, um, I just began to see them move differently and show up in their businesses differently. And, and they were still, basically doing the same action. But then I began to see for myself and for them that action had far greater impact. Yes, sometimes it was money, but sometimes it was whose life did they touch and the legacy that that changed. And, you know, so often in our world, we're used to measuring, as you said, our identity and our success by the achievement and the dollars and the, but, but the kingdom impact is so much greater. And so just learning and sitting through just time in the word 
which is like step one of my daily mode of operation, you know, listening for who am I to serve today and where and how, and then being obedient to it and restraining myself and surrendering myself to allow him to be unleashed, if you will. Um, yeah. Not because I can hold him back, but because obviously he invites us to be an active participant in that process. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. 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 That's so cool. So tell me some of the stories since you've been coaching and since people have been engaging you, what are some of your favorite stories as far as how God's led you into this as part of your career now? Yeah. So I think one of the biggest things is I am still a control freak, if I can say that. <laughs> So I think one of the biggest things for me that then relates to one of my clients is, as I have learned that not only can I not control everything, not everything is in my control, there are also things that I think are mine that are his, and I there are things I think are mine that are someone else's, right? And so I have a client who, you know, she's one of eight kids, she is the one who cared for her mom through Parkinson's. Mm. Um, she mm. is the one that led all of that way. And so then when it was when they laid her mom to rest and it was time to work with the estate, and then you know that can bring up all kinds of things in a family, she really put into practice this idea of how do I let go of this control and in that this has to be God's, but then these wow. things are not mine. I can't wow. take on what my siblings are bringing to the table. like that's not mine. And through much prayer, is is how you know the spirit's really been leading her to let go of some of those things and to forgive mm -hmm. some of those things and then the impact in her business is she has learned to look at opportunities that she would have previously perceived as lost like oh i didn't get that role or oh that should have been mine and now she's like oh no wait a minute that means that's not supposed to be mine god's got something oh, else in so store good. oh well i'm excited to see what's coming you know yeah it's so funny because I, I, you know, do some measure of coaching less now because I'm doing more media production, but uh, just it's wild to watch people who come into that dimension of mm. there's enough for everybody and everybody yes. has their space. And so God, if I don't get this, there's someone for it, not better right. than me, but right. there's someone that God made this opportunity for because I love what he's made for me. Mm. But there's a poverty mindedness in, in most people's career where there's only so much. And so yeah. we see that in the greater market of almost any industry is like that. You know, there's, there's, this is how much we have. And so we got to all fight for that. And that's yes. all. And I love kingdom mindedness where it's like, actually, I can give up this contract to you because this is probably yours because my right. capacity, like I, I have a friend who I've, yes. I've coached for a while. who's a contractor, a construction contractor. And he took on every contract and would fail everybody. And everybody was mad at him all the time because that's what you do as a contractor in LA mm -hmm. is you take on every contract. We've had that terrible contractors because of that, because they Absolutely. took on too much yeah. great people, bad business practice. And he started to realize, like, I'm going to do the, the what I know yeah. as an assignment on it from God or that I can do really well, either one, both of the same thing. But, you know, like whether I feel it or whether I just know that this is my skill set, I'm going to do it so well, make a little less money by not taking on more projects and enjoy my life and enjoy yes. the people I'm working for. And he's never looked back and he is now more successful than he would have, was when he was taking seven or 10. That's right. Know, that's major. Right. And I mm -hmm. feel like that's, I love that you're sharing that as part of what happened with her because... It, these mindsets aren't something we're born with. Mm -mm. This is where you have mm -mm. to disciple your mind. You have to train your mind. That's right. You know, we have to take every thought. Captive. Yes, just was thinking that. <laughs> and so to have somebody walk alongside of you, and I love that you had a velvet hammer because you probably are mm -hmm. also a velvet hammer. 
Because it probably takes one to no one. <laughs> right. <laughs> You're probably right. And you know what? If I could, if I could like emulate that person, uh, yeah. I mean, right. Totally. Yeah. No, I love that. So tell me what it's what you're working on right now. Like, what does your life look like right now? Yeah. So right now I am really working on providing value. I know that sounds so like not salesy, but what I've realized is that there's so much content and information that the Lord has for me to share. And I've shared it through my Hustle with Heart podcast, obviously, and I've shared it through my book, but really taking to social media to share more of this because I used to be, and sometimes I still fall into this mindset of, well, I don't want to give it away for free, but mm -hmm. you know, the Lord is like, sweetheart, I got plenty, give it yeah. right. So where I yeah. am right now is, um, just creating some different tools and things that people can tune into. I have a 90 day planning tool wow. for, for planning your next quarter. Um, obviously I have my book and I'm really pouring into that and also, building out what I call the rooted group coaching membership. And that is born out of our need to have accountability and belonging and connection and discernment. Because listen, walking out the pursuit of success God's way is going in the opposite direction of the world. It, it's, it takes bravery, it takes yeah. courage, and we're not supposed to do it alone. So that's, I know that's a little bit all over the place, but you no, know, it's, creating... not. it's very coherent to me. I think that's very oh, good. <laughs> How do people get a hold of these materials? Yeah. So I think the best place for people to find me is my website, aaronharrigan.com. And um, I hang out a lot on Instagram and you can find me there at Aaron D as in David Harrigan. And, you know, you can see my podcast and get my book and all the good things, but I really want to connect with people because yeah. I think that especially as ambitious women, maybe we don't need another course. We need somebody to take our hand. And um, if there's information and content that I can share, which is Holy Spirit derived, that can give somebody the hope to keep going for the greater good of the kingdom. That's what I want to do. I love that so much. Well, I hope all of our listeners will get a hold of you, whether they're men or women, because I think it's an incredible subject that applies to both of us. And uh, I just see myself so much in some of the parts of your story that you already yeah. shared. Thank you so much for sharing and thanks for being on. I can't wait to hear from you again. Oh, it's been an honor. Thank you. Do you want to be mentored in hearing God's voice? It's not hard, but it takes time, examples, practice, and conversations to really get in the place of being able to get revelation and also to know how to interpret and reply what God's showing you. I have started an online community through our platform, Transcend God Mentoring, where you receive weekly videos, weekly live group mentoring, monthly special events, and all of our past e-courses on the gifts, marriage, and relevant topics to your spiritual journey. Come join me and all my platform contributors to learn how to walk out a thriving journey of hearing God. Thanks for listening to Exploring the Prophetic, part of the Exploring Series podcast. These podcasts are made possible by generous donations of listeners just like you. Become a partner or visit us at bullsministries.com with your one-time donation today. Also, if you are enjoying the podcast, please become a part of our family by subscribing. Connect to us at www.bullsministries.com where we want to resource you with our articles, books, weekly mentoring, e-courses, and more. Or download our Bulls app free at our web store. We love to hear your feedback. Drop us a line. And also your rating, reviewing, and sharing makes such a difference in the world for people learning about us. Thanks for listening.